This is the Monday Night Men's Forum. I am Matt of A Farm Hop Life, and tonight we have two guests. Scott, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Scott Miller from Thriving the Future podcast. And we have... Me. Me. Grant Who Payne. is me? <laughs> I'm Grant Payne. I'm I'm just me. There's nothing, nothing really to it. <laughs> Grant Payne of Homestead of Pain. Yes, that was... That was an addition I made from last week. I like it. Awesome. Um, so Scott, this is your your first time on the men's forum. We go around and share a recent personal event. Doesn't have to be huge or anything like that. Just something like, "Hey, I like this part." Like in the last week, like I felt good about this. Or so, go ahead. Great. Yeah. So I uh, I spent the weekend um, taking chestnuts that I've grown from seed. So I have a bunch of extra trees. I create. I took WordPress and created a e-commerce site. Grow nut. What's it called? Grownuttrees.com, and then rolled that out and sold a bunch of trees. You sold all already. You sold a bunch. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's fast. Yeah. Do they ship now or do they ship in the spring? uh they ship now how tall are they so the one years are 10 to 80 18 inches tall and then the two years are 18 to 24. and then i have a bunch of uh, chestnuts that i foraged and so um i sold some of those so the people could sprout them out nice that's awesome so yeah i mean you know aside from me foraging them sticking them in a in a bucket of sand and then taking them out and putting them in another you know pot and then watering them i didn't do anything to them for the last year so how long did you leave them in the sand i leave them in the sand from now until april okay because i just picked a a bucket full of them from my my school Mm -hmm. so i may do that yeah, make sure you don't put them in regular soil because uh, the last two years the soil was too moist and then it ended up uh, getting the chestnuts all rotten. Okay. So, yeah. So, nice. yeah, put them in sand and then in about April, then they've got a taproot going off and a sprout coming up. And then I take them and I put them in the either in tree pots or in, uh, or in five-gallon buckets or two-gallon buckets or something like that. How deep is the sand? It's just a two-gallon bucket with sand okay. in it, and okay. I layered the chestnuts in there two or three rows. So okay. once they sprout out, then you just take them out real carefully and move them over to a pot. Nice. Uh, Grant, personal yes. event. It was tonight. I just got home. Um, I had my first first date. So it was it was Congrats, good. Dude. It was fun. It was nice. Awesome. It's uh someone from your class, I'm assuming. It is. It was. Yeah. Is it the is it the lady who you basically stole her pegs? No. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, it's oh. not her. She has dropped two classes and disappeared. Stole <laughs> so her pig? I he, I, he, I, I, he, I finessed totally, the pigs. He swindled pigs from her. No, it was finessed. 100% finessed. Go go ahead and go ahead and tell the story, Grant, for for those that haven't heard the story. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So, she so I got an Osabao 
from this guy in K-Springs. And so she ended up getting her two pigs from the same guy I got mine from, but they were just a different mix. So but she lives in the city, and her aunt called the city on them because they got mad at them for some reason. <laughs> so they ha- she was trying to you know find somewhere for the pigs to go. She asked me. Well, I was asking around, and I first off started to like, well, who can I you know you know sell these pigs to? Them give me the money, maybe fifteen dollars more, and then I just give them the pig or the goat. You know all the stuff she had, and then uh, right. ended up waiting till the last Tuesday, the day that they were the the city was going to come and inspect everything, and. Um, I just I just picked him up and took him home and didn't have to pay because it was desperate and hard pressed. Awesome. Yeah. And then so I, you still I, have it or have you? No, I it? I do. I still have I still have them. They were small, um, but I ended up the guy who we got our pigs from. I ended up doing some bush hog work for me for him, mm-hmm. and getting paid in more pigs. And then I wow. traded those two pigs for two more pigs that were. The pigs I had were 20 pounds each, and I traded them for 270-pound-plus pigs. Pig rich. No. <laughs> and we, we butchered one out uh, like two weeks ago. I rendered the fat down last week. You got some wow. great cooking fat and some good bacon, uh, baking fat. That's great. Are you going to take the two pigs that you got for free uh, to your girlfriend's, your new girlfriend's dad as an offering to – let him like let you marry his uh, daughter uh we'll see i don't know about that right I like right now not ruling it out. Uh, i don't know about that right now <laughs> like it's still on the table still that's on right the table um, it's all negotiable it's negotiable um so my uh, personal event is that we are potty training our two-year-old right now. And so that's fun <laughs> that uh, we've been basically locked in the house all weekend. That was fun. I liked your poll about which day is worse. One day, one, two or three. <laughs> See what I, what I found funny was the results of the poll. Let's see. Where's my, where's my poll. That was great. I, I don't know. So it was like, so I only got 10 votes. It was like 20% day one, 20% day two, 20% day three, and 40% was just like, show me the results. So literally, the poll was like completely worthless. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, people that voted. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Or I need more people that voted. I don't know, whatever. But it probably just would have been the same number. But I thought that was the result. The result uh, percentages were funny. But yeah, it's today went a lot better, and um, I thought that was the result. Good. Oh, okay, Grant, quit screwing around. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I just hear myself, and then oh no. <laughs> okay, um, so tonight he's running a promo already. So yeah, <laughs> so we are talking about uh, under the influencer. I know, super uh, for I'm like, like on like on Reddit. I'm 14 right. and this is deep. Uh, it, it was very, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the laugh, Grant. It's a, it, it, I actually really like the name. It's very catchy. It was yeah. all I could come up with. I, I like it. I really do. Yeah. That's a, that's a good uh, podcast title. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about like, why, why are people 
like it, it the influencer the influencer doesn't even have to be that big right so like so like scott they could be they could be influenced by you somehow they could be influenced by me they could be influenced by somebody that you know put out their first podcast episode tonight or something right that right yeah but obviously yeah. more more popular the more people listen blah 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 and so like people are like under the influence of like joe rogan or mm -hmm. um i don't know i'm trying to think of other people but it doesn't even necessarily have to be an influencer it could be it could even be a priest it could be <sighs> politics if we want to go there which i don't although i did give it as an example <laughs> and so <laughs> like open the door i know i know i hate myself and so and so like just basically anybody that has a platform to say something to encourage others to do something either positive or negative and the example that i gave was like it could be donald trump on stop the steal like and this is where we're going to get into dangerous territory that i don't want to get like attacked for because i'm really just asking questions is andrew tate um, cause that was like a whole thing a couple weeks ago. People were all pissed off at Angie Tate for something, something I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not really sure. Cause I've never listened to the guy. Um, oh, he's, he's got something new this week. Oh, cool. Can't wait to not hear about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it could be like Joel Salatin on starting a farm. He influences people, mm -hmm. um, or Wendell Berry on the perspective of small, small town America. My point is, is like, what, where is that person at in like their mindset that makes me like, makes them influenced by, by somebody is the question. The influencer or the influence, uh, the person the being influence, influenced, the person being influenced. Well, I think the whole social media, especially Twitter, as we've seen this week is just, primed for you're just primed for being influenced and then it reinforces that you know whatever whatever you're liking it reinforces it it shows you more of it it entrenches people it makes them um just just more entrenched in in their whole ideas of what they what they think right and then next thing you know they're off in their little bubble and it's all uh it's it's all just an echo chamber. You know, you you bring up a good point. It reminds me of um, somebody like a like another big podcaster I was listening to, like probably years ago. He had said, "He's like I've listened to so many other podcasts. Like I don't even know if my thoughts are my own anymore. Like I'm so yeah. influenced by other people that is this is this me." <laughs> When I make right. a comment about something, is this me or is this the culmination of everything I've ever consumed? Right. So, it's and it's really hard as a podcaster to keep from, uh, you know, sounding like somebody else. And right. like keep repeating the same thing from someone else. Right. I would say for me, someone who has consumed a lot of content from influencers, um, most of it on YouTube, it's for, mostly to learn learn things and on youtube specifically you can see what they have done to kind of prove themselves to you on why you should listen to them right you know like joe salatin and or justin rhodes and um several other people who like self-sufficient me you can you can see 
in every video they do the proof right there. I yeah. mean, those are those are like like something almost like tangible, like go ahead yeah. and do this thing. It's not so much of like, uh, this is how you should think about stuff. Like it's more of like, a, here's a, here's a problem. You can physically go and create something to make the solution. Whereas right. like, whereas I'm um, like, like politics is really all just like, making yourself feel better inside without actually doing anything right. you're, yeah. you, don't, you literally don't have to do anything. You just be like, I like that guy and he's mm -hmm. going to fix all my problems. Yeah. Which, which never happens no matter who it is. <laughs> right. He just well, and this, and this is the, the key. This is the key is the people who are sharing stuff, especially the conspiracy theory stuff or the, you know, the audacious stuff, you know, they're, they're getting a dopamine hit after doing that. And they're really not going and doing anything they tell you to do, right? So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, we need to go and uh, we need to go and get pandemic amnesty or something, and we need to get people to pay and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, so what did you do? Oh, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So right. And and it's 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 really funny because I overlap a little bit with some of the Doomer optimists and the Regen Ag people, and mm -hmm. sometimes they follow some people that are more left, and you can see the bubble on that side. They're talking about the same thing, and what's uh, what's Scott Adams say that they they're it's like you're watching two different movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always like to float between all the groups like i never want to be in any of them i just like going in between all of them it's just like right. it's like a buffet i know yeah, recently exactly. i've just started cutting them all out you know just cleaning out who i follow and just get because i just don't i personally i just don't care anymore um i've kind of checked out of our like what we have going now it's just it's just so ridiculous so like mm -hmm. everything is just i just don't care anymore you know, so you're Matt, too young to be jaded like that. <laughs> hey, I mean, no, I just want to think, you know, anarchism. I mean, Michael Malice, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that guy. Yes. So Matt, do you uh, consider yourself an influencer? No, I'm just. What, what, who, who would I influence and what would I influence them to do? I, at the end of every podcast, I say, go feed yourself. There's my influence. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all. I, I guess that's an influence. And then they eat. And then they eat. I hope that would be, that would be, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, if I influence people to grow their own food, that'd be neat. I'd take, yeah. I'd take that as a, as a win. I think um, you'll influence people to uh, go and get a camper and, <laughs> I got to do it first, though. I can't. I can't yeah, exactly. be. I can't be a larper. There's another trigger word for people. Apparently, LARPer. this week. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so Grant, you brought up you brought up Michael Malice and anarchism. Yes, um, I did. Let's let's go there for a second. So, like, okay, what what influenced you to be 
like you don't have to like wear the title of anarchist you can just like have anarchist views like yeah because you wear the title anarchist and people just don't understand because they think it's synonymous with you know everything's on fire and um it's just that's like everything isn't on fire now i I, I mean you know we'll just wait till the summer we'll see um it'll literally be on fire i'm talking metaphorically yeah (laughs) i mean it could be both um but um yeah i just started listening to him and a lot of you know again like with telling you most of the people they have something to back it up with so he has you know reasons based in reality that backs up what he has to say and he'll give you people to read like in his book that compiled you know a whole bunch of different people with different kind of skews on it all kind of come to the same conclusion of the ever expanding state doesn't necessarily have to be and that and that resonated with you absolutely if you try to go and look at building codes to build anything Mm-hmm. It, it's completely ridiculous. I know for the county I'm in, you are technically are supposed to have a permit to r- install a toilet, a hot yep. water heater, a new door, or a window. I mean, things that you could probably do in a single afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Salatin's book, Everything I Want to Do is Illegal. Yes, yes exactly. That's exactly how it goes. So, I guess back to like the overall question is like it's more it's a little it's a little rhetorical so we can like we don't necessarily need to answer it directly but it's like what mindset were you in that brought you to to Michael Malice like there must have been something that was like man I'm just so fed up with political XYZ like yeah. I'm just over it all so and- the last, I would say, you know, good three years. Um, I, I would just, I would just throw that number out there. Things progressively got more and more ridiculous, and they just kept getting more and more ridiculous. And looking at who we have as a leader now in office, and what who he has chosen to speak for him like as press secretaries, um, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's just a whole lot of uh, not good. And so with, and then all that with everything that they pushed, you know, during the lockdowns, it's just, you see, you see the arm of the state come down and hurt people who were given a small amount of power and they take it and use it to an extent they shouldn't be able to. And then they'll grab more and then more and more at every chance they get. And then so I found him and then his opinions and views on stuff. And again, it resonated with me because you don't necessarily need a state to have to control you. They, they have a natural function that they don't they don't really perform anymore. Yes, I, I can see that. Yep. Scott, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, I do. So I like what Pete Quinones said not too long ago. So I used to be super duper libertarian. And then he he posted that 
you become libertarian because you want people to leave you alone. You become something else when you realize that they won't leave you alone. And I'm not sure what that something else is, but it's, you know, that that whole passive thing. But, you know, I mean, to some extent, it's it's all clown show. So I don't I don't right. worry about that. I make my own I make my own reality and stuff or attempt to. So but yeah, it, it it's uh, <laughs> that whole mindset for me has kind of changed away from the. The, hey, yeah, we can all, if we're just free, then we'll all get along. And, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time, if we had anarchy or, you know, libertarian type freedom, they would probably wouldn't all get along. So there's, you know, got to figure something else out. Right. It's, it's funny that you bring up libertarian because I, I was thinking today, I heard, like obviously with the midterms tomorrow you hear a lot of talk about we need a third party we need a third party you know the lesser of two evils is blah right. blah blah whatever whatever and i i'm thinking that's that's still only three options which is pretty <laughs> awful um yeah and and the other thing i was thinking of like okay let's let's explode it out i don't i don't i, don't, I get always get like micro and macro uh uh, uh, confused, but it, it, anyways, let's, let's go, let's go to the world, right? There's only like between 200 and 220 countries, depending on how you cut it up. Right. Sure. That's only 200 and let's just go on the high side, 220 different, like current, current operations of like, like a federal government or however you want to cut it. Some, some, some form of government. And somehow, arguably, we are all three of us currently are in the best one. And it still sucks. Like, it still sucks hard. And so we need like 10,000 different countries and see like, so that could possibly mean like 10,000 different, you know, ways to run a country if we are to have a country, which it seems like. It seems it seems like we're not quite there to be without countries altogether. But let's have more countries, more different ideas of thought. And so the ones that do better, more people would want to go there. And the ones that have real crappy rules, nobody is going to want to be there. It's like it's kind of like a free market of countries. Yeah, I would say with the United States being so big and, you know, a collective of states. If, you know, those states are trapped, you know, underneath the federal government to not really be able to set their own standard. Um, And then they're currently so high on federal money to do anything to change that. I would be open to completely abolishing governments and just letting, letting just have states and then states can, uh, you know, I would I would agree with that because you uh, see more than adopt one federal law. That's fine. So like we would have like the country of Montana or Kansas or yep. Georgia or, or a couple, two or three states, you know, in one country. But you see a lot of places nowadays, you know, more you have more state pride than national pride. And mm-hmm. I can say that for myself specifically is like, you know, being in Georgia. I mean, 
I'm about Georgia, you know, it's like, cause that's what affects me. That's what's around me right. every day. Federal issues. I just quite simply just, I just don't care about it anymore. I, I was for, you know, four years wrapped up into all that, but I realized it's like, I don't care anymore. I'm just tired of it. I can still do my goals and my goals are needed now more than ever, you know, with, you look at and you can break this down and get kind of conspiratorial about everything, but yes. things just aren't looking good. You know, you look at the processing plants burning down, you know, whether you think that's coincidence, or accident, you know, 200 critical points in our food distribution have been caught, set, caught on fire. And that's, that's, those are problems. <laughs> <laughs> that no, that, that nobody a, talk, really talks about. That's a big problem. <laughs> um, back to back to influencers. I was I was talking with uh, a friend on Twitter, and she really liked my last my last interview. I interviewed a guy. He goes by Chicken Whisperer, and she's <laughs> like, "This guy is me, more or less." And, and I'm like, I'm glad we finally found somebody, uh, you can relate to. And she's go shut up. <laughs> and, and I go, I was like, I was being sincere. And she goes, you know, his, his personality and a lot of his takes feel like he's the male version of me. He's intense. And I, I go, you know, not to be like woo woo, but like, it makes for a good analogy. You know, your energy levels are the same like when your energy levels are the same frequency as someone else, like you, you listen like a lot more closely. Sure. And she's like, you know, that, that doesn't, that's not that woo woo. And I, I told her a story, like there's um there's a convention. I don't even know if that happens anymore. It's called maker fair. I went in California over 10 years ago and I saw Adam Savage speak uh, at maker fair. And during his talk, said something that I still remember. He goes, you can't help what you're inspired by. Like if you see something that inspires you, you can't help. Like, like that's what, you know, like, Whoa, that's crazy. You know, I want to do that. Like you can't pick and choose what inspires you. Right. It just happens. I think the same thing happens. Like you can't help who influences you because it could be at a certain state of mind when you hear a thing or see a thing three years later, if you see or hear that same thing, it might not have the same effect or any effect at all. Yeah. So it's really just completely random. Like, um, like Scott and I listened and like, who knows why, uh, that, that stuck out to me all those years ago, just started listening to the survival podcast just it was i was influenced by it and now it's like i i kind of listen more passively like i still like check in um not as i just don't listen as much as i used to but yeah i I can kind of track you know as i have politically progressed into different things from going like your basic run of the mill i guess you can say republican to conservative this to that whatever it is um i could pretty much list out who i have gone through where I started and each person as I have progressed and changed opinions and mindsets and thoughts 
along the way. And then where I am now is I just don't listen to any of them. It's more <laughs> cultural. It's more cultural than political because that's where you start is with culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then turning it off and then, you know, fasting from it or whatever. And then focusing on, I'm going to use Twitter, but I'm not going to let it use me. So I'm going to get on, I'm going to promote whatever podcast or whatever. And then I'm going to get off. I spend a lot of time uh, second guessing myself on what I post. Right. So, and then, and then I say, you know, I really shouldn't, I don't think I'll post that. And then I'll, I'll either won't post it or later on I'll go and I'll delete it. Right. Because I got caught up in something reacting to one of those influences. Right. Cause somebody said something and uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I did that right before the show. I had to go and delete one that when I thought about it was not the best thing to say. <laughs> you could do a Twitter circle if you know what that is. You you add people to like you make a tweet, but only certain people see that tweet, so it's not like broadcast to the world. But no. if someone screenshots it, then it's like right. Oh. So that's why when it comes up and it says <laughs> that this this you can only see this tweet if you're following them or this person controls the tweets that you have. Yeah, yeah. People were people were given. Uh, Jordan Peterson of a lecture about that this weekend because he was complaining about that. And they were like, don't you know this has a setting? <laughs> you can turn off all those comments except for people that follow you or people that, you know, you want to comment. That's so, another guy I've never listened to. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's changed a lot in the last few years. I, I've I listened to a lot of his, you know, recent, uh, not recent, but older stuff um there was a big backlog at the time and then i just listened to kind of binged all of that until it was just a bunch of repetitiveness and then you know he's become he's he's become more jaded you know as long right. with, along with everybody else with just mm -hmm. everything's happened over the last two years it's just put everybody on edge and they're just yeah. i think everybody is really mentally physically and spiritually exhausted on so many levels that they've just kind of let let go of some of the things that they used to hold back yeah um i was another thing i was maybe maybe think about this topic was back to the andrew tate thing and I don't know what he said. I don't. I don't know what he said today. And this this might get me in trouble, but I don't really. I don't really care. There's. I'm just. I'm just kind of like asking questions. So just whoever's listening, just keep that. Keep that in mind. Somebody uh, I've I've recently um, interacted with on Twitter. Her boyfriend, or ex boyfriend, was one of the like Tate followers. And I guess like he, I don't, I don't, I don't know the details and I didn't ask for them, but it was not a good breakup. They usually aren't, but like she, she see like even a, I think, I think it's been like over a year, but she still seems like she has like almost like PTSD from right. the situation. And she, uh, she seems to be blaming Andrew Tate 
instead of instead of her ex. Now, I I I could see why you would do that. Why you would blame Andrew Tate? Like, this is not the guy. You know, I started dating until he started listening to you, and now he's like this, and so you. And like, okay, but maybe he felt influenced, like whatever was going on with him, he felt influenced by Andrew Tate. And now, so like, was he always, like, was he, like subconsciously, was he always going to end up like that? Or did like Andrew Tate like push him that way? Or did he like, was he never going to be that way? And Andrew Tate made him that way? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I think there's a, you know, a propensity or whatever it is you know, to go that way. And, uh, and it's just, which is funny about Andrew Tate because Andrew Tate is banned from Twitter. Yeah. So like, everything, everything that you've seen is people talking about him and sharing something that's from some other platform that he's not banned mm-hmm. from. He's like banned from almost all the platforms. So mm-hmm. I don't know where they're getting the content from. It could but, just be his big backlog. You know, yeah. Just sure. But like you said, he's banned, you know, a lot of the stuff we're seeing now with with Andrew Tate and I won't say like on specific with specific people like you know the friend you talk to but when you continuously ban and get rid of ideas that you know are normal regular ideas that have been ideas for the last hundred years and then you say oh we'll get rid of them you know no that that's not this and this is not that um and then the more and more you push that out and you get rid of that opinion, it's just, they're just going to come back stronger and stronger. And the backlash is going to be an overcorrection and an overreaction. Sometimes I've listened to several of his clips. I come across a lot of them. Some of the stuff he says is, is, is understandable, makes sense. Some of the stuff he says doesn't. I mean, his, he's a multimillionaire who has, dozens of supercars so he he can't really relate to everybody on that level but when it comes to some of his main stuff he talks about specifically towards the the push with the fourth wave feminism and everything like that it, it's it's going to resonate with a lot of young men nowadays specifically on how they're viewed and how they're viewed as men and the masculine the masculinity they naturally have Yeah, yeah, it's I like I, I can't I can't speak to anything that I've really really heard heard from him because I haven't haven't listened to a single thing. So I'm I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not by any means you know saying he's a great person. So some of the ideas that's what I heard. Has, that's what I heard you say. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> just just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more. Uh, I know of him. I haven't really seen too much of anything that he you know is from him so i see people talking about him but and and again we always only really see the side of people they want you to see and that they put out there Mm -hmm. so and you know that i know one of the scandals he particularly had that people got all in a hissy about um came out to be you know something that was supposed to be between two people that was, you know, okay by both sides, and it ended up 
out in the and people twisted it and turned it and both parties involved have said oh this is this is what it was so mm. people will always make a judgment and judge people i just take from it what you need to take from it when it comes to any influencer always just walk, just double check what they say and think it through like does this apply to me does this apply to this or that Right. Like you you were talking about people getting banned and the latest like thing today is Kathy Griffin, the not so funny comedian got banned from Twitter today. <laughs> I don't even know what got her banned. Something about something. And I, I wasn't gonna, like I was, I almost, I was like Scott, like I was going to delete this tweet, but I'm like, nah, I gotta, I gotta say something. I'm like, I can't stress enough how much I don't care for Kathy Griffin, <laughs> but the platform isn't any better or worse with her band. So like, so why do it? It's because, because Elon's a troll and a master of publicity. That's it. And this is our new Twitter. Yep. Yep. So why did she get banned? Do you know? I th- thought she made a joke about Elon or something like that. No, no. So the what thing. The thing that's going on this weekend is all these celebrities who are blue check marks are going and changing their name, their screen name to Elon and then making fun of and then making fun of Elon. But see, they're supposed to be he's trying to sell this whole thing about buying, you know, he's trying to make KYC. He's trying to make you have ID where you're verified, right? So having them who are verified all of a sudden change their names breaks his system plus mocks him plus mocks his eight dollars a month yeah. to get the blue check mark. So it's like the trifecta there. And and, mm. and so I I don't I don't know what he did or whatever else, but there was like there was a handful of and none of these people are in my uh you know in that I follow, but I saw right. that they were trending. And then, you know, so all these people, mostly lefty people, were followed that lead and then they because they're the only ones that got the blue check marks the media right. and these other people right? yeah so i know someone changed their you know their regular account i think it was count dankula he changed his count twitter <laughs> fr- um from whatever it was to <laughs> to trump and then he ratioed biden he ratioed the president by oh, like no. <laughs> thirty thousand likes or something I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the numbers, but he ratioed the president. And then I think Elon came out and said to, to basically that's a bannable offense to impersonate someone um, with a blue, like, like have a blue check mark and then impersonate someone like he, he changed his profile picture. It's just what he does. Like he pretended he was a Supreme court justice for like, I don't know how long it was the greatest troll. Um, yep. And then so they kind of I would say they took that like, oh, Elon said, oh, we can't, you know, impersonate people because that sounds reasonable to me. You have that verification that proves you are who you say you are and to say you're someone else kind of breaks that. So if that was their way to snap back at him, you know, OK. Right. Yeah. People don't understand where he's going. So, yeah, you know, he, he said the other day he he. He said, you don't understand that you are a neuron. And so we're just neurons in his in his AI plus meat bag computer <laughs> that he's creating. 
right? Right. And uh, Cyprian did a, a video on it several months ago and basically said, this is why Elon is buying Twitter so that he can make a, so he can make this super AI thing that can guarantee it's like bots on steroids, except he's controlling the bots and that you can make a today. So today he came out and said that we're not getting rid of fact checking. We're not getting rid of content moderation, but you're going to do the moderating of everybody else. So it's like turning the Karen patrol loose on everybody else. And then he doesn't have to pay content moderators. He'll just let it take care of itself. And then, you know, you'll have, like I said, the Karen patrol will end up getting people ratioed to the point where they'll get banned. And then he doesn't have to pay him at all. And all the time, the all the time, the AI is learning what's going on, and then eventually he gets to the point. Even if the even if the advertisers quit, right? So he gets this refined, and and six months a year from now, they'll come back begging. Of course, they won't do it publicly, but you know they'll come back begging because he'll have the influence algorithm down, where he can guarantee that I'll get eyeballs for this, and it won't be subjective at all. And so it's, you know. <laughs> and like with, you said, like the advertisers leaving, I think three of the big advertisers that left, one of them's Audi, and then there's like two other ones, the Audi and I think Pfizer, they left, but they also didn't have anything to say when their ads were being run on extremely inappropriate content involving minors. Mm. They didn't have any, they didn't, they didn't have a problem with that with Twitter. But now that, you know, someone's trying to step in and maybe make it better, they have a problem with that. You know, so. Yeah, he will push so that everybody is is verified behind the scenes. So you could have a, you know, you could have a anonymous looking name, but you'll still be verified behind the scenes. Mm. So that's clearly the way that the Internet's going anyway. And, you know, that's all. You know, everybody says, oh, yeah, well, you know, he's free speech and he's right wing and all this other stuff. No, that's WEF. That's, yeah, he, he he is a world economic forum puppet, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just like Tulsi Gabbard and no eye patch, the eye patch guy. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. One eye, one eye Dan. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're future young leaders for the World Economic Forum. So yeah, we, right. we got to eat up everything they say. Yeah. So Elon was on uh, Joe Rogan about a year and a half ago when he was talking about his brain implant stuff. And some of the things he was saying in there was just like, oh, man, you're messed up, dude. So, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's No big deal. Just, you're just a neuron. casual, everyday brain implant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He sees you, you as a neuron in a big AI. Do you guys see why the blue checks were so uh, outraged at having to pay? This is this is supposedly or like allegedly, whatever, that to get verified, some of them have paid up to like fifteen thousand dollars. Like yeah, they they've been individual wow. Twitter employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the paperwork's kind of a lot, but you know, if I you think were... it was up to fifty. Up to fifty? No, I think it was like... up to fifty. No way. The, the, the Twitter the employees like were charging them. Uh, they were they were getting some under yes. the table envelopes. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it's like, well, if that's the company culture, then of course, like that, that's how that's, that's systems just going to perpetuate itself. Right. So yeah, if you could get a $50,000 bonus for verifying somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those sure. people were on the project Veritas videos and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's part of the culture, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. So. Like, like Elon himself, like to tie it, to tie it back in, like he's a huge influencer. He has a huge influence on what a lot of people do just the, let alone like people using his platform, but then also, you know, the SpaceX thing mm -hmm. and, oh man, there's something else that I just had. I lost yeah, Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. Yeah. So, oh, thank you. Uh, like the technology that he's pushing forward, not just like, you know, us little neurons, but like, yeah. like other companies are making tech because he's influencing the tech world also to like drive that for like forward, I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Which is all heavily, heavily subsidized by the U.S. government. Right. All right. of our social medias are heavily, heavily subsidized by the United States government. Oh, yeah. They started <laughs> with the United States government. I mean, yeah. 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 Yeah, that wasn't like praise, praise for Elon at all whatsoever. That was just like, that's just how it, how we right. get. Yeah. And then he also yeah. has like the underground tunnel things. I don't know if those are doing great or not. Oh, the border. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a, that was just a boondoggle for him to get some money from California. Uh, yeah, I, it'd be, it'd be fun to have stupid amounts of money to just throw it, throw it dumb projects. Like I, I, I made a tweet today about, you know, we're going to soon be raising cows in skyscrapers and like, I would put money into that project. If I had, if I had millions or billions, I'd put money into figuring out how we can raise cows in skyscrapers because why not? It's a, it's, it's, it's a, a terrible, terrible idea. Right? It's an awful Absolutely idea. Awful. I mean, the weight of that alone, for like, <laughs> and if you like pasteurize them inside in a skyscraper, yeah. I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would maybe like maybe push to like I don't know goats or sheep or something, not necessarily cows. The cows can be in the bottom floor. Just get smaller <laughs> and smaller ruminants as you as you <laughs> okay. go up. Yeah. <laughs> And then at the top, it's just a, like thousands of quail. Yeah, why not? Thousands or, of quail. <laughs> or, uh, or, or mealworms. And then so the mealworms go down and then the, I don't know. I, don't, well, well, I, need, I need some engineers. I need some SpaceX and Blue Origin engineers to help me figure out <laughs> the food cycles or something. Um, well, they're all herbivores. So they're not going to be eating each well, other. Well, I mean, like chicken. I don't know. We'd have, we'd have, we we got some. We got to go to the drawing board. We got to get a drawing board first. And you but would need you would need two skyscrapers so you can properly rotate pasture and not have to oh, use antibiotics and vaccines. Oh, you know what you could do. So you know, so you know mm -hmm. how like Germany has. I think it's the Audi or is it VW? They have like those. It's like um, it's like a vertical like. Oh, what the hell like a dealership so like the yeah part like moves the cars right like it's like the little yes, platform. Yeah. well 
why not just, just put cows in those? Yeah, that's how you rotate animals. Is that yeah. you just put them and on then you a can have and moves them around? You can have four and skyscrapers. You know, if we have four skyscrapers, the elevators in the sides, and then in the middle you have a nice courtyard um, with like a coffee shop or something. That's right. See, this is yeah. the kind of influence we need, not this boring machine Twitter takeover. And each each skyscraper can have a different crop. Like one's winter rye, one's you know a wheat, <laughs> one's a oat. You know, just a bunch of different, just a bunch of different types. We have some sun hemp in one. Just rotate them through. Grant, well, that's like much... uh, the Carvana. They've got their car vending machine. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then if somebody wants to buy one, you just walk it in and you just put it in an elevator all the way down. See, these are these are. The solutions we need, not not this this re over like eight dollars a month for Twitter. This this is what we need. I mean, but look at the people who are complaining about eight dollars a month. It's people that have significantly more than eight dollars a month. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous. Yes, it's just ridiculous. Let's. Let's go. Uh, let's in the in the spirit of the season. With the with the midterms tomorrow, let's let's get political for a second. Oh no, um, we have enough to this point. <laughs> okay. uh, more so, more direct, more on the nose. So like, okay, so, so we're allowed to be on the nose. Um, sure, whatever. Okay, but it's it's chaotic neutral here. <laughs> so I, I mentioned Donald Trump on Stop the Steal, and like, like let's go, let's let's even go a little into crazy land with the QAnons, right? Oh no. So like let's like how did they get influenced to to be a QAnon supporter, believer? I, I don't I don't know how, how you'd classify them, but like they were so I don't know. They had a mindset of the government. Like they were so like, you know, Hillary Clinton belongs in prison kind of mindset. Well, they said they believe Hillary they Clinton was secretly in prison. I think it's just a huge psyop. Well, yeah, of course it is. Just a huge, a huge <laughs> yeah. CIA psyop right. just to, you know, take these people's focus off something else and kind of give them false hope that, oh, everything's fine. Everything's going to be okay when look around. We're not. We're, we're not okay. I think it's the same thing that we see with Biden, right? So Biden is clearly dementia. And it's sad. It truly is I mean, is sad. you know, but but you will see, like I said, every once in a while, because I follow the Regen Ag people, then sometimes I'll 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 get some crossover and I'll see some of those other you know, echo chambers going on. And and they're like praising him upside down and backwards. So it's like, but have they listened to him speak? I mean, it, how do they? Doesn't do they, matter. He's getting rationalized that. See, and that's and I think that this is my opinion that the the QAnon people, the idea that Trump was a now anything I say about Trump, anything I say about politics here is I am completely I don't care. So, but I'm just I'm just uh, I'm just analyzing right. So the I mean Trump came off sounding like a dumb lummox and uh <laughs> i'm serious and then you know all he of a sudden he still were, does and all of a sudden people were like oh yeah well he's got this secret plan and it's 4d chess and i'm like or maybe he's just means exactly what he says and it's 
Yeah, uh, people try to look specifically with stuff like that, uh, that he's running like a secret government and the Pope was arrested. Like that's some of the stuff that they thought was happening. Like mm-hmm. that would be, I would love it if that, if every, if they, I'd love, I would love it if that happened. I mean, you know how, right. how exciting that would be. Just that'd be great entertainment, but that's all. That's it is probably why people bought into it is because so, it, man, it would be exciting. There'd be some would, real change and blah, exactly, blah, blah. Exactly. exactly. And, and, and if you recall, the media actually got him elected because they never thought he was going to get there. And he was mm-hmm. like doing these daily things and they were running after it because they were getting clicks and they were getting eyeballs. Right. Yeah. And then so CNN then, went from, you know, yeah, going bankrupt to making oodles of money. And then now mm-hmm. they're going back to having none. Right. And, and like really with him, I think, you saw a lot of stuff really changing. I, you know, you see how stuff's changing now. People saw the effects, felt the effects of what was happening and what was getting done. And it's, it's just not the same. It's, I mean, and him, I don't really think, like you said, they didn't expect him to win. They didn't intend for him to win. He's probably just a wild card that came in and got played. So, yeah, but think about it this way. Oh, you know, they say only Nixon could go to China back in this. The, the idea that Nixon went to China back in the 70s, nobody would go to China. That's like dealing with the super duper communists, right? That's like total capitulation. They The saying is only Nixon could go to China. Well, only Trump could have rolled out the vax, could have rolled out and locked us down and kept us from going to church on Easter week. And a lot of people forget that he did that. He yeah. kind of started because he, but he always had bad advisors in his right. ear. From so the Biden, start. Biden couldn't have ever rolled that out. Bush no. couldn't have ever rolled that out. Obama, hell no, that would have never happened. And then There's all another of a sudden, influencer. Yeah. So I mean, you know, even even more funny. Even more funny is the people, not the QAnons, but the other people that say that they know Donald Trump in person, that he's totally different. And then this is all a show that's similar to what he did when he was uh, on wrestling, that he's acting, Hmm. that the whole dumb act and the whole shtick and all his, you know, his his, uh, arrogant stuff that he's not like that in real life. So then you've got all of these things and it's like, you know, whatever. It's like my logic is that you can't get to that level in any way unless, you know, something's going on behind the scenes. You touched on Obama and I would want to say amazing, (laughs) amazing influencer. Whoever did his uh, PR and marketing the entire time, uh, all all very wealthy, I'm sure. I I mean, why doesn't right. the Biden administration hire the Obama PR marketing team? Or they're like, maybe I mean, they they're, did. They're like, there. We're doing they're the there. best we can. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly the, some of the same staff. You know, you can't you can't really hide so much of that because you know it's just, this is basically just Obama's third term. Mm-hmm. You know, it it really is. And to you know to give credit where it's due, as much as you don't want to, a lot of that. Obama just had he had all that he grabbed everybody's attention you know he had he just had it and he used it and he took advantage of it but, but that's what they do you know and yeah, so and then do. put us in they I would have to say lot. the worst 
position, um, you know, people to people to people, you know, a lot of things were stirred up back then a lot. And, and I saw it and it's still sticking around, you know, you know, it, it was, and it's just continuing. People just don't really care about other people. I would have to say, it's just like we went from, I don't know how, how to, how to word this, but it's just a lot of disconnect was sowed. Disconnect in which way? I would just, I mean, I don't know. I would have to say I like politically, of course, but then more so within the family. I, I mean, I would say a lot of, you know, they came after the family really hard in the last, you know, couple decades. They really have come ripped it apart in so many ways. You can take this back to the seventies. They started pulling the family apart. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, another influencer would be your parents, right? Yeah. The, yeah, day, the, ones are- the day you're born. So. Whether they're good or not is a, is, is, is back to, you can think it's by chance, but you know, well, I was, now you go to the gro- restaurant and everybody at the table has a screen in front of them, including the little kids. Oh, so how much yeah. influencing is going on from your parents at this point. And now you see, you bring, you say that, you know, even at home mm-hmm. you, you get, they, it's like to, to pacify their children, they throw them a tablet. I'm like, my kids aren't getting a phone until they're, until they can legally leave. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's because wouldn't be the worst coming, thing. because, you know, my grandfather, he gave me a tablet, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't say I abused it. I would still do stuff. Um, I was homeschooled online, so we were already in that. But we d- we did things. It's not like now. It's just like you're constantly. You, they can't be quiet at the dinner table without a phone or a tablet. They be, can't be quiet at the restaurant or the grocery store. Wherever else, I see parents give their kids a tablet, a a two thousand dollar piece of equipment to just to a six year old. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. So then everything's everything's an influence. Every every little game that they play, every little ad that they see, every and I, with kids YouTube, this went on a while back, you know, some of the perverted things that ended up on kids YouTube that heard was about being that. that was being shown to children through like Spider-Man and Elsa from Frozen. You know, that was some really bad, really perverted stuff that these parents are just unwillingly letting their kids watch and be let them basically they're being victimized without even knowing it. Right. Like because the kids don't know any better. And then the things children are exposed to nowadays is getting worse and worse at younger and younger ages. Like they shouldn't be exposed to that in the first place and let alone have access. Right. Um, is there anything you guys uh, that we needed to cover that we didn't already cover that you're like, hey, I wanted to mention this and we just didn't get around to it? Yeah, I think I think one of the things that stands out. So we've been talking mostly about social media. We've been talking about, you know, politics and stuff like that is is what is the 
it's more than just money that's that the influencer is is craving or even us right if we're influencing then you know are you influencing for money or are you influencing for one of the other eight forms of capital right, right. so or is it by complete accident you know oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. right exactly i mean my you know your your goal for farm hop life is is more of influence and and developing relationships than it is you know hey i want you to go and click on this ad right i'm influencing connections like right when we first first started you were talking about how you're like raising your chestnuts to grow and grant's like oh I want to know about that. I mean, right away he jumped yeah, I, in and right. started asking questions. I have chestnuts, and when we end this, I was I have a few more questions to ask about it. But like sure. last week, you know, I was on this last week, and I met two other completely different people. One who's you know got a, a significant following on TikTok, and the other one who is going into you know, you know, he has uh, he has a way product of, way, of, way of life things for your farm. You know, yeah. things that make things easier Automation. just to give it an extra second hand, you know, right. quality, yep. quality, quality, quality of life things that could really come in handy and how far he takes that with like waters, you know, it tells you the temperature of your water. Is it frozen? You know, how full is it? You could take that with, you know, enough, you know, funding and capability. I could pull up on my phone and on an app and say, okay, my water tanks 70% full and it's 62 yeah. degrees. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's stuff like that that you could use to assist you, but it won't you won't have you won't you won't rely on it. It won't sure. be your it'll just be an extra tool you can use to make things easier. And then say lights go out the next day, you can still go out and stick your finger in it. Right. Yeah, and these are the kind of these are the kind of things that they're kind of relationships and the kind of influence I'm more interested in, right? Is is you know, this is not quite real life because, I mean, we're not physically <laughs> sitting in front of each yeah. other. Right. But it's a heck of a lot more real life than uh, than tweeting at each other. One on one personal influence. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, I met people online that uh, are in the region or something like that. And then we'll, we'll have a meetup. Right. We'll have a workshop. We'll have something like that. And it's like, hey, cool. Awesome. You know, and then and then we've made a we've made a connection and then they'll say hey you know i've got some um I, i've got an apple press let's get together and press some apples and make some cider you know i've got a you know whatever can you come and help me um can you come and help me process chickens you know or something like that even some people that are maybe in another state or something um, so we'll have to get here pretty quick and like like to that like um, with beating people, you know, I would say one thing we're talking about influencing, you know, as an individual, do what you can to influence someone else around you in person. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot since I have started, you know, six months ago, getting out into the real world, working and going to school on a regular basis, talking to as many people as I as I can, whether I'm comfortable with it or not, is that it'll just, it'll just stop you. 
So this one guy I met at Lowe's, he saw me put 50 blackberries in my car, 50 blackberry bushes I got for a dollar in my car. And I talked to him and then uh, I just on the next Tuesday, I just happened to see him again. Um, he was there for a completely different reason. I was there for the same reason. And um, he, he just texted me tonight and asked if I had any of my totes. He, he wants to buy 15, 10 to 15 of them. Wow. That, that's, you know, I've got 37. So, of course, for the right price, I'll sell them. Um, that's, you know, 400 square feet of garden space. But I could pad my savings better, use that for something else, and I can still recoup those totes in two, two three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I would say to make influences with people, the app, it's called Neighbors. It's just people like in your county or in your city, kind of like Facebook, but on a much smaller level. And it's just people around you. I've gotten two trash bags of canna lilies from this lady. Um, I've met this one lady who I have helped with her garden a lot over buying some potato slips, you know, some sweet potato slips. And she's now someone who I can help, you know, with something, whether that be run fence I've sold her some some cut totes. Just make connections everywhere you go because you never know when they'll stick and how they'll turn out. Exactly. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, I'm uh, interviewing my friend Kurt on one of the next episodes, and he actually like went down and volunteered in with some old, old ladies' garden group and helped them clean out their gardens, and they gave him a whole bunch of extra um raspberry plants that sounds amazing that just sounds so awesome you help people you help someone who needs it and because of them being old and elderly the stories you get from them the knowledge you can pick up from them just being around them short amount of time it i mean stuff like that you can't replace you can't replace people like that because when they're gone they're gone and what they had with them goes with it Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we that's are. The influencing, that, that's the influencing we should be talking about. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Grant, you're hired to do more farm hop life somethings. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I anytime and every time. Just ask. All right. Let's. Um, if we're 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 good on what? what yeah, uh, I think that's a great said. way to end it. Yeah. I agree. That was. Perfect. Perfect closure. Perfect closure. Okay. Uh, Scott, go ahead and plug your stuff. Sure. Check out Thrive in the Future podcast, thriveinthefuture.com. It's also on all your fave podcast apps. Um, And then uh, we were talking earlier about uh, grow nut trees. You can see what I'm doing. I don't have too much inventory left, but uh, we grow chestnuts that'll work in the Midwest. Okay, so how do you think those would do in the South? Pretty good. Are they Chinese chestnuts? They are. Okay. Um, I'm dying to get my hands on the new American chestnut that KSU is trying mm-hmm. to bring back. Right. Um, I don't know if I want to do that because then KSU will have to monitor the tree. <laughs> so I don't know if I necessarily want to give them access to the tree. Break um, in and steal it. Don't tempt me. Um, so what is the website for the trees again? Uh, grownuttrees.com. Okay. 
it's a nice site very nice yeah it's wordpress uh woocommerce excellent all right grant go ahead uh i don't really have much to say because i don't really do much but you can follow me on instagram twitter facebook whatever you want uh eventually i'm going to start putting out videos of how i started and how i got into gardening through the process of raking in the ground to cutting down trees to throwing down eventually 80 raised beds so <laughs> that's going to be a long segment of me talking 90 seconds at a time you're a mad lad <laughs> yeah that'll be awesome so 80 raised beds i do i have 80 12 square foot raised beds Wow. Uh, 34 of them are my main vegetable garden section and the rest of them have various uh, flowers and bushes. I've got 74 blueberry bushes, um, 60 asparagus, just a whole bunch of stuff. Scott, you should go back and watch the, watch the interview on YouTube. Um, it's the one uh, right before yours on my, okay. on my YouTube channel. Sure. And uh I am Matt Rocher of A Farm Hop Life. We are a traveling homestead family. Right now, we are doing podcast interviews and this men's forum and updates. And you can go to our website, farmhoplife.com slash 20x23 to learn more about our 20 by 23 project, where we're going to visit 20 homesteads in the year 2023. So next week, I have an idea for next week. And everyone can hate it and get over it. And then... Just get on board for next week. What have you done for me lately? Just uh, like you a, specifically, is, is no. that is I that mean, the topic next week? We, we can <laughs> we can ask. We can, you can answer that. That's fine. I'll I'll be open to to criticism. Like Matt, what have you done for me lately? Um, I have like, some, some some people have an attitude of like, what have you done for me lately? And I I am of that mindset. Like. Okay, you, yeah, you did that thing for me in the past, but what have you done for me lately? So, but I, I understand. I, but I understand that you know, the where you where you come from, like how you think like that. Because I also, I also think similar to that. You know, when you meet with people, is this person a connection I want to make? Will it be worth my time? Will I get out of it what I put into it? Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the topic for next week fun and uh so yeah i appreciate you guys being here and thank you i, I appreciate yes, thank you appreciate everyone listening we'll see you next week take care you, you two stick around okay and